My name is Cameron Milne and you're listening to Silent Studios, the podcast that gives an insight into the creative methods behind musicians, producers and audio engineers alike and how these original techniques are applied to a project of their own. Milan Ring is a one-woman powerhouse in every sense of the word. A Sydney-based singer, rapper, guitarist, producer, mix and mastering engineer, Milan also heads up Mix May, a record label fusing forward-thinking music with art and fashion. With the release of her new single, Drifting, Milan continues to explore new realms within her unique blend of R&B and neo-soul. My name is Milan Ring. I am a singer, guitarist, producer, musician, engineer, all of the above. For me. definitely love to collaborate with musicians because I love musicians. <laughs> I just like to bring people into the studio and, and just see what happens. Most musicians have a natural talent. Others have to work a little harder at it. Milan has studied and built her strengths in most fields of music production, proving not only does she have the talent, but the tenacity to further her skills. Some things are more natural and some things are more worked at and then it just depends on the time but I feel like I don't really work on my vocals very much but they have grown over the years. I think I naturally have a talent there whereas producing you don't really wake up and you can produce necessarily but I had an affinity for it so I worked really hard at that and I went to TAFE and studied engineering and production and got a diploma in that. So I've worked really hard at that because there's just so many facets to what producing is. And I think part of that being a musician and being a working musician and uh, the session guitarist, that it all, everything kind of goes hand in hand and contributes to the other thing. So I think all these things make up the multifaceted person that I am. Keeping a blank canvas when writing allows ideas to flow organically. Although setting boundaries can sometimes be a positive, when writing, it can also limit the artist. Yeah, the genre thing. That's always a difficult one. I think it's got its roots in... R&B, hip-hop, jazz, and R&B is such a broad term these days as well. Blues, funk, soul, indie, like there's a lot of things. It's actually a bit confusing sometimes because I'll be like, I want this song to sound like Tame Impala and Drake at the same time <laughs> or and James Blake or something or, or just some random mixture and then and then throw in some like old soul record. But I don't know, that ne- doesn't necessarily always work, but uh Definitely like to keep it pretty open and then see what, where the song goes because I think a lot of my songs are all quite different in terms of maybe where you might place them. You know, it's definitely got those neo-soul vibes and hip-hop vibes and, of course, being very inspired by the music of North America but also keeping it somewhat Australian because I am Australian and oh, a lot of elements, I think. I like to just bring in a lot of my influences and try and make something that is my own. I tend to be very blank canvas about it. The only times I start to become more analytical and kind of right brain about it is when I'm mixing or at the final stages of production kind of smooshes into mixing for me. I definitely just keep it open to no genre specific 
Often, the start or seed of a song can be the most exciting time in writing music. Milan encourages these creative bursts by starting fresh tracks via different methods. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to start with a beat, I want a beat like this, and then after it's been looping for like 10 minutes, I put some keys down and then I delete the beat and go with the keys, and then I'll put some guitar down and delete the keys and go with the guitar. But that's one situation, for sure. But... It absolutely depends. Sometimes I've tried to just start with a voice and I think really interesting things have come from that because you can hum a melody and end up putting that onto another instrument. I actually try not to start on guitar too much because of being a guitarist. I feel like sometimes I just jump straight into where my hands like to go so it doesn't necessarily open up an unknown space. And that's what I usually like to do, just be like, whoa, what is this sound? Where is this going? rather than being like, I know exactly what I'm playing, I'm playing that riff that I wanted to play. Though, having said that, I have started many songs on just the guitar. So, yeah, there is no rules. Part of growing as a songwriter is experimenting as much as possible and probably writing as many songs as possible, most that never see the light of day. But I've definitely done, like, little games and tests, like, oh, write a trap beat or write a, write a song like Tame Impala. I've definitely done a lot of experimentation to see what would come from it. I think they're usually my stronger songs, probably the ones I end up releasing, often are the ones I didn't really think too much about. Like a lot of songwriting camps that I've been on, a lot of the time the other producers and songwriters go into it going, okay, we're going to write this type of genre and head on this topic. Often, obviously, there's great results from that, but... For me, a lot of the time that I've been involved in those sessions with other people and even just from my own solo experience, it becomes a bit more calculated for me. I like things to stay a little bit more organic. But then that's the difference between pop, like banger songwriting and something that I just want to keep very authentically me. That's probably one of my focuses because I have a bank of more poppy formulaic songs but I'm always never sure if I want to release them because I don't know if they're like really me enough or that's me trying to fit into a box. Everyone's got their own journey. Mine is just to be as authentic to myself as possible. Not the dishes, not the 5 a.m. I like to do as much soundscape kind of guitar as possible. So a lot of delay, a lot of reverb, a lot of wah and different textures. Yeah, to create textures around my songs. And then like, I'm just in love with my microphone. It's just a studio project. It's not even a great mic, but I, I love it and it works for me at the moment. <laughs> Bring on the Telefunken, shout-outs, <laughs> sponsorship. Yeah, just a MIDI keyboard and some soft synths as well, probably. And, and, and Trillion, shout-outs to Trillion. <laughs> no, I like Trillion a lot. That's uh, It's great. Yeah, especially because my bass playing is really bad. I like to put a little bit of, like, a tiny bit of tape on my drums. It's a little secret. It's not that big a secret. I think a lot of producers do that, but uh, I like to do that. Just a lot of UAD plugins, I guess, and, and waves at the moment. Yeah, just kind of what I have for, for mixing. Yeah, slam it with compression and all the things. Maybe a bit of saturation on those 808s. There I go, 
Swimming up the river, going against the cold. Been here before. The memories they tie my ankles down, I fold. Same scenario of trying to get somewhere but just letting go. There I go, floating down a river so far to go. The name of the track is called Drifting. Basically, it's just a story about someone that is someone that you love that is in a rut, maybe in depression, and you navigating the emotions of how to deal with that because some of the emotions that may come in that situation are frustration, which can lead to anger, and coming from that space. As we all know, anyone suffering depression or addiction or anything in that realm often already feels really bad about themselves it doesn't need anyone that they love to make them feel worse so that's why this chorus has kind of got that like aurora kind of more aggressive voice of mine being like why did you this how come you can't grow up but then the other side is there's this really soft side going but i gotta treat you with love and um, never give up because at the end of the day that's anyone ever needs or wants is to be treated with love this track started actually um this incredible keys player composer and producer uh, marcello mayo from sydney this is a couple of years ago actually he sent me a bunch of different concepts ideas that he laid down and this one just stuck out to me and i from my vague memory i remember sitting in my garden listening through them all and this one just struck a chord and i was able to write the lyrics to it very quickly Often the way I write lyrics is kind of almost like poetic journaling. And this one, I do remember, it was very start to finish, very quick. So then I was like, hey, bro, send me the stems. And he's always a legend, like, sweet, gives me the stems and never asked me, what are you doing with it? I think you should do this or anything. It's just left in my hands sort of thing. I haven't listened to this probably since 8th of February 2016. They modified. There you go. 1.26 p.m. Endless Curtain, it was called. <laughs> I don't know if I want people to know that. Right, Endless Curtain demo number one. I think anything he plays on piano or keys usually jumps out at me, but this Rhodes, I was like, mm-hmm. and this line. And straight away I heard that and I was like, that needs to be on guitar. That line's gonna be like a distorted guitar. So the essence of the song was was definitely there, you know, um, thanks to Marcello. And I've done a lot of sessions together that we've written together. And um, obviously I've written a lot of songs without him as well. But um, quite a few, he sent me this kind of like raw demo. And I've been like, shoot me those stems and added guitars and added the vocals and changed the structure, added different layers, changed the sounds, changed the drum sounds, just produced it up. So I started with that Rhodes. I was like, the song needs to start with that shit, not the bass. There I go. Swimming up the river, going against the cold. And as this song's like about drifting, I was using the analogy of the river. I got a sample of the ocean. 
that I'm like side chaining throughout it. And that kind of makes the song, I think, as a soundscape element. There I go, floating down a river so far to go. Trillion. Why did you give up? Why can't you get up? Why are you so stuck? Oh, oh. <laughs> I gotta do it love. The beat is essentially the same pattern, like with a few changes to snares and kicks here and there, but I just mainly focus on looking at different sounds. But I like the swing and how it worked with the bass. And then the bass line, I actually like flip the line. It's like sort of in reverse, place the melodic line in a different spot. So one thing I was mentioning, I really like that melodic line here we go fallout lead fall this was marcello's sound which i still kept in but i blended that with guitars i hear the guitars that line yeah just to blend it with it like i always heard that so when i play it live i often play that line one thing I did throughout, I did a lot of guitar layers, underwater kind of guitars, all these kind of ambient little wah delay guitars. They made me think of like the ocean and being underwater. And you kind of hardly notice them in the song, but that's what I like about soundscape sounds. Just adding texture. Why did you give up? Why can't you get up? Why are you so stuck? Okay, so this is the original horns that Marcello wrote as well. Props to him. Midi horns. But they sound dope, but I just was like, it would sound even better if they were real. So I caught up uh, a young trumpet player and trombone player, Lachlan Day on trumpet and Jacob Parks on trombone. I literally gave this song to them the night before and they came the next day and just smashed it out in one morning at my studio. And it ended up sounding like this. They nailed it. And yeah, I got lucky to also just improv throughout the whole song, the duration. And I just found a couple of like little key licks, which he hasn't actually heard yet. (laughs) I've got to play them to him. Just nice little moments. So I was pretty excited about that. Uh, One interesting thing I did, I actually got um, Dominic Kirk, my partner, a great drummer, to play live kit in this song and then I just wanted his hats but that was one mic like on top of a kit a small kit and I was like I just want that hat work so I super messed with that sample I found a couple little moments chopped it up a lot and um, basically filtered out all the low end like saturator everything 
and that took me oh, a while. <laughs> I kept umming and ahhing about, oh, are these hats working? But I, I got them where I wanted them to. So I wanted them to be super raw and like gritty and lo-fi, but also go with the electronic drums. So I had demoed vocals like two years ago or maybe a year, yeah, about two years ago, I think. And I had this demo of this song just sitting there for like two years, I guess, or a year and a half. Didn't do anything with it. And then I was playing all my songs to my management and friends. And um, this song just had new life to it. And I actually performed it live and it felt really good. And I was like, hmm, maybe this will be my next single. So I re-recorded them because my voice has changed and not even my voice has changed. I just knew I could deliver them way better. So I went in one night to my studio and did them all in one day, one night mainly to like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. So that, that was cool to then come back to the song. Obviously since then, the last few months of finishing this song I changed the arrangement quite a bit you know changed the intro and the outro and the bridge changed the the sonic sound a little bit as well like many modern musicians Milan writes produces and mixes most of her work this allows her to have full control throughout the entire process Basically, I finish all the production side of things, adding all the different instrumentation, changing out the sounds, making it sound sonically how I wanted it to, and obviously redoing all the vocals. And then I went into the mixing phase, which was it sort of blends. When I mix it, sort of because I've produced it and I'm mixing it, sometimes I'm still making some changes rather than bouncing out stems to mix with stems. I often end up doing that, but I'm still, I like to leave it open for as long as possible because things like the outro wasn't solidified yet. And then I went and performed this song live. I realized the breakdown, I didn't like it the way it was because when I perform it live, I have this device I loop with, it's RC505. Anyway, I use the, I smash the filter on that and sort of just like a DJ filter and I filtered down basically just the verse um, with some other elements. I was triggering in some keys and stuff. But I really liked the filtered down drums as is rather than before I had gone in and created a new drum beat for the breakdown. So things like that just kind of came up because I performed it live and I was like, mm, no, nah, I want the breakdown like I did it live rather than how I had produced it up. And now I really love, I really love the breakdown. I really wanted to involve Marcello because he hadn't heard the song since probably 2016, since his Endless Curtain demo he sent to me. He actually came in two day, for a couple of hours on a couple of days and listened to the mix and had some like ideas for the mix and ideas for the arrangement and helped me kind of like add that ending. We added this little bit of guitar at the end. Like it's just such a small element. Here it is. 
mean, that's like the smallest element, but that's just how it needed to close and go back into the ocean because I want everything to filter back into the ocean. That was my concept behind that ending with the drums filtering down and all the elements kind of drifting off to sea, basically. Then just finished the mix, sat with it over a weekend and was like, yep, I'm happy with that mix. And um, I took it to, I've been mastering using Sirius Audio. Um, so I went to his spot to master, but I felt like I'd been so invested in this track. And, and, you know, often that's the point of a mastering engineer, which I do understand and respect and know, is to have that fresh set of ears to give it the final glue, I suppose. But I still wanted to be involved, so we mastered it together. I think the most unique thing about this track is that it was the first track I got to record and finish at my new studio I built in um, Marrickville. And it's still a bit of a work in progress, but I think it was my second day in the studio. I went in and I recorded all the vocals there, so that felt really nice. I was there at like 3 a.m. No distractions, no one knocking at the door, no dog barking, no kitchen fridge humming, um, all the things. <laughs> so I think it's probably one of my best vocal deliveries because of that. I felt very, um, felt very open and safe and went for it. And then I got to mix in there and finish all the production in there, finish the mix in there. So that was very exciting. So it's the first project to come out of my new studio. Currently, it's like my record label Mix May, MXMAY Studios. Thank you for listening to Silent Studios. I'm Cameron Milne. For more information on this artist or any of the artists featured on Silent Studios, please visit silentstudios.com.au. Mm-hmm.